0: I said one, two, leave me sigh three, four, cause my vibe, i right? sure if I got one for you, okay, don't you fuck me still, i sure that I give fuck, but I don't know, I can't get one tonight, tonight, I'm back on my bullshit. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with the Proper Picks podcast. Had a week off, not by choice. Got the flu last week. It was terrible. Still not feeling 100, but we're back at it like a crack addict. Uh, Huge weekend in college football over the last weekend. Um, NFL, a little boring. Not the most exciting weekend the NFL I've ever seen. But needless to say, we are uh, into week nine of college football and week eight in the NFL. Kind of the midway point if you want to look at it that way. AP poll has been released. Georgia still sits at the top at 7-0, followed by Ohio State at number two, Tennessee at three, Michigan at four, and Clemson at the outside looking in spot at five. All five of these teams are undefeated. Some notables, you got Bama sitting there at six. You know they're going to be around. Um, they're coming off a bye week and then moving into LSU. At LSU, I'm wondering if that game is going to be a heater. LSU looked really nice against Ole Miss last week. TCU, kind of a surprise story out of the Big 12 at 7-0. Um, what can you say? Sonny Dykes did just a winner, 7-0. I think they have four straight ranked wins. Um, that does not happen often for anybody, much less a program like TCU. Oregon with a monster win over UCLA in an impressive fashion. Oklahoma State at 9 and USC at 10. to kind of round out the top 10. There's some teams that are climbing though. Wake Forest, um, they're like in a you want to call it 11th. They've got the same amount of votes as USC, so they're T10 right now. But after that loss uh, to Clemson, they're you know their season's still intact here. They have you know their one loss to the fifth-ranked team in the country in double overtime. They're at six and one. Um, UCLA falls for the first time and falls three spots in the polls. Penn State, 6-1, and one, uh, took a massive beatdown to Michigan several weeks ago, but they have Ohio State on deck, and that could really swing for their favor if they could pull the upset this weekend. 15-point dog, probably not going to happen, but we know that James Franklin has been a covering machine against Ohio State. Utah back up to the 14-spot. They're 5-2. Ole Miss loses to LSU. They're in the top 15. Illinois, huge surprise out of the Big Ten, 6-1. They're ranked 17th. Um, LSU sneaks into the top 25 after a big win at home against Ole Miss. They're 6-2. Kentucky at 19. They're 5-2. They have a huge test against Tennessee this week. How about Tulane sneaking in the top 25? They're quietly 7-1 in the American Athletic Conference. Um, Could that be our uh, New Year's 6 Non-Power 5 school, we'll have to wait and see. Um, Switching over to the NFL, Tua returns. Um, It wasn't the sexiest performance, let's just be honest there. But they got the job done. Um, Brees Hall out of the New York Jets, bad injury for him. Looks like he's going to be out for the year. And in one-day fashion, it's kind of life in the NFL. James Robinson gets traded from the Jacksonville Jaguars to go help the Jets backfield. That'll be him and Michael Carter now running the ball. Jets are quietly 5-2. and two. Um, Aaron Rodgers uh, says, not worried, but says no one feels good about this in the locker room. He later went on to say that too many guys making mistakes are getting reps. Time to let some other people you know, get their shot. D.K. Metcalf carted off the field. He's going to have an MRI on his knee. That could be big. You know, uh, big news as Seattle is they're at the top of their division right now, and he's obviously a top-tier receiver. Christian McCaffrey makes his debut for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, I think you'll see a little more out of him next week. He had been on the team for probably 72 hours, and then they got to go play Patty Mahomes and the Chiefs. That's obviously very tough to do. We have released our NFL Top 10 Power Rankings here at the Proper Picks Pod. Um, a little shakeup near the middle and end, but you know the top four really staying intact. We've got the uh, Buffalo Bills at one, the Kansas City Chiefs at two, the Philadelphia Eagles at three, Minnesota Vikings four, Bengals five, Ravens six, Cowboys seven, Giants eight, Chargers nine, and the New York Jets. Wow, I must have been drinking at the ten spot, but they're five and two guys. Unbelievable, they're having uh they're having one of the best best seasons they've had in a long time so far out the gate. Um, and when you really stare at it, I, I don't think it's any bit surprise here. I think most of the world knows that Kansas City and Buffalo are probably the two best teams in the NFL. A shame that they are in the same division, I mean the same conference, and can't have a Super Bowl matchup there. The NFC just looks really weak right now, um, while the Philadelphia Eagles are kind of holding it down that spot. The uh, What I want to – kind of hash out here as this next tier. You've got Vikings, Bengals, Ravens, Cowboys, kind of in that next mix. It's funny to me because week by week, all four of these teams look like they could not be in the top ten, and then you have these weeks where it looks like, all right, they've got it together. Everybody has their own specialty. You know, the Cowboys heavily relying on their defense. I think they've given up over 20 points one time this season. They run three games without Dak. He comes back this past week. They get a nice win over Detroit. Uh, Detroit kind of handed it to him late but nevertheless they get the win, the Ravens. It's just it's it's hard to watch cuz they're always in a one score ball game giving up leads um but you know they are going to have Tampa on Thursday night. It's going to be a massive game. Tampa, for the first time all year, is outside of my top ten. I mean, it's like Green Bay. They're not playing like a top ten team in the NFL, so I'm not just going to throw them in there because of who their quarterbacks are. Bengals, to me, are the team that's kind of righted the ship here a little bit. I was real worried about them early. They did not look like the team from last year, and they're starting to catch stride. Vikings at five and one coming off a of bye atop their division. Green Bay, three games behind them right now. And uh, that prediction we have for Vikings to win that division doesn't seem so outlandish now. And then kind of going to the bottom, Giants, Chargers, Jets, I believe Chargers are the best team out of that group. But the two New York teams just constantly surprising me, kind of like Atlanta a little bit, in that each week, and kind of like Philly, each week I'm just waiting for it to kind of get back to normal. But the Giants just keep winning. They've, uh, they've entered three fourth quarters down and come away with victory. Um, And the Jets are just surprising everybody. So that's going to be the top ten power rankings for the week. Um, Moving into college basketball, Baylor coach um, Scott Drew comes out and says he wants 128 teams in the NCAA tournament. Obviously, that dude's been drinking something. Why the hell would we want to watch 128-team tourney? That's insane. Jerry Stackhouse gets an extension from Vanderbilt. Probably well-deserved. He's been doing a good job. Going to have to – you know, prove it now once you get these extension big deals. We aren't far away, ladies and gentlemen. I believe we're two weeks, ten days, something like that for college basketball to start. I am super amped for it. It's gonna be a monster season. Um, and then the NBA, it's off to a start. We're it's you know, 82 game season, so let's not get crazy, but we've we've got some standings for you. The Portland Trailblazers at four and first place in the Western Conference. Utah Jazz, who everybody thought was tanking and dumping, they start out the season three and one uh phoenix suns are three and one the pelicans are three and one the grizzlies are three and one golden state warriors two and two clippers two and two mavericks one and two the lakers zero and three it's early um, but it's nice to have the nba back this is that time of the year where to me i don't focus as heavy on the nba but there are good value in lines for you to get out there Um, when we come back we will be recapping and previewing the college football weeks ahead and behind obviously we missed last week's show um, it was kind of interesting. I had to do a little bit of my, you know, handicapping and previewing for games while laid up in bed, kind of feeling like shit, um, you know, not wasn't worried that I wouldn't pick winners, but didn't really have the opportunity to truly dive in Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night like I normally would. And we just had a monster, monster day on Saturday at seven zero and 1. We go 3-1 three, three on Sunday. We ended up losing the Monday night game, but overall it was a very nice week for the Proper Picks Pod. We kind of righted the ship there a little bit, got us back above the 50-unit profit margin. Um, so, yeah, it's a tasty treat, and we're going to have more for you this week. Make sure to follow me at the Proper Picks Pod on Twitter, and we'll be back soon. Mm-mm, mm-mm. My nail tech knows how to keep it a little secret wish for my success, cents, i speaking. I caught a buzz and you did too, but you tweaking. I look like I've been getting money, how reeking. You smell me? That's LV. Walk around with my chest out and my skin smooth. I'm healthy. I'm in a mix and I'm hands shaking. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back for the Proper Picks Best Bet segment. Missed out on last week's segment. Was not feeling so hot. I don't know what the hell I had. It was a stomach bug or something, but I could not shake it. Um, just didn't it happened midweek, right when we'd be dropping the show? Couldn't get it done. Had to handicap from my bedroom, um, getting games ready for the weekend. Now, coincidentally, got hot as shit. uh, Had a great week, so maybe that's the remedy. Feel like shit during the midweek and study from the from the bed laptop. Um, But overall, it was a great week. We went 11-2-1 plus 6.2 units for the week. In college football on Saturday, we go 7-0-1, 5.5 units. Makes you wish you'd have laid a little more. But y'all know the strategy. We're not trying to risk more than we can afford and also to learn how to manage the bankroll for every week profit. Right out the gate, Liberty plus 7 for a unit against BYU. 41-17 win. For Liberty? I mean, what a game. I was just under the impression that Hugh Freeze knows how to get these dudes up for games that most people don't think they're going to win. Just figured they'd keep it close, maybe edge out a small victory at home, and they just beat the brakes off BYU. Uh, Houston gets a half-unit pickup for us at minus three. They win by 18. Cal plus seven and a half against Washington to another half-unit pickup. The game got a little dicey. Of, this, of the eight bets we had, this was probably – the diceiest pick we had as far as late in the game, Cal got down 14. We basically had two drives to get it in there, and they do. They don't give anything up on the back end, and they end up losing by seven. Um, Oklahoma State plus six against Texas. They get the outright win there and win by a touchdown. This game had not much defense going on in the first hour and a half. I think the first half took two hours and 20 minutes or something crazy like that. The, uh, the Big 12 defenses are just – Chorus, but I will say the quarterback play is just through the freaking roof. So I'm not sure which one mainly it is, but Quinn Ewers and Sam Sam Sanders were battling it out, and Oklahoma State just had a little too much in the tank for Texas. They get the one unit pickup. The game most people thought I was crazy for, um, although I did see more and more people giving it out on Saturday uh, when I gave this out on. Thursday LSU minus 1 for a unit people are like what are you thinking you got lane Kiffin coming to town old Mrs Hot and I just you know it's just one of those things it's uh it's always interesting when you see an undefeated team going to a team that's 5 and 2 and really hasn't beat anyone all that impressive they just got shellacked by Tennessee at home and you know we take them minus 1 they're the favorite doesn't make sense right well it doesn't make sense Vegas knows what they're doing uh You know, 17-3 to out the gate Ole Miss, nervous, would have been fine. It's not like we had the house on the bet, but LSU weathered the storm. Jaden Daniels played really well. I don't think Jackson Dart's all that good. I'm just going to be honest with you. I think he could be good, but right now they need – basically Ole Miss needs to run for 300 yards a game to beat a team like that. Jaden Daniels was pretty much doing whatever he wanted in the second half. It was all LSU second half. And we get the one-unit scoop up there. Bama minus seven first quarter for a unit. We push. They were up seven-nothing. Um, that could have gone either way, in my opinion. I think Mississippi State really hurt themselves by not kicking field goals. But Bama also could have had 14-17 on the board in the first, half, first quarter. So uh, we get the push there. We also have Bama minus 13 first half for a unit. Um, nice play there. Bama ends up being up 21 at half. Didn't really have to sweat it too bad as the second quarter got going. Bama just was, it was just all Bama. Uh, Mississippi State, Will Rogers couldn't do much on offense. And then Wake Forest, minus half against Boston College in the first half for a half unit, and they handled business. That's a 7-0 and one day, 5.5 unit pickup. Moving into Sunday, this will have a, Thursday and Monday game attached to it, so it's more of just an NFL recap. We had the Cardinals on Thursday night, minus 2.5. We can thank Andy Dalton for his back-to-back pick sixes. Dalton is trash for one unit scoop up there. We had the Jets' team total under 19 and a half. Now, the Jets got 16, so it was a little closer than I thought it was going to be. To be honest, I really didn't think Jets could put up two scores on the Broncos' defense. Jets just keep surprising me over and over and over. I really thought with russell out that meant broncos were gonna have to play game you know clock control real strong game management there to have their shot and um i just i feel pretty felt pretty good about the situation that the broncos were in heading into the game in the midweek we had laid a Tried to lay at least a massive bet on the Broncos, minus one, and then they announced Russell Wilson out, so we pulled back from there, obviously. So we just had the under-19 team total. That picked up a unit for us. Seattle Seahawks versus the Los Angeles Chargers, over 15 and a half for a half unit. We get the cover there. It got into the 60s. It was, you know, what we expected, a shootout. But more onto the Seattle side. Seattle really handled business. I believe they had 38 on their own. That's a beautiful thing to see in a 50 and a half total when you get 38 out of one team. Titans minus two and a half for a half unit. We get the scoop up there. Titans win by nine. We had a two game teaser. Only teaser or parlay of the week we gave out. We had the Bucks minus seven and the Raiders minus one. Raiders handle business. Bucks embarrass themselves in Carolina. Lose 21 to seven, I believe. I mean, I don't know what's going on in Tampa. Tom Brady looks – I wouldn't say he looks old. They just they just don't look like they got any juice. It looks boring. People, people know where the ball's going. He doesn't seem to have the cannon he had. I don't know what it is, but they need to figure it out quickly. We take the one unit L there. And then we had New England-Chicago under 40 for a unit on um, Monday night. That I wouldn't say was a – what I felt was a lock, but the weather was terrible. You got two rookie quarterbacks going at it, two decent defenses. It felt – I wouldn't say rookie. Um, Fields is a second year, but, you know, relatively new quarterback. And two good defenses. And really, New England felt exactly where we thought they'd be, somewhere in the 10 to 17 range. And it was Chicago that surprised us, pulling off 33. Some opportunistic defensive plays, special teams – um, they didn't get it all through the offense, but they scored in spots where we couldn't have them score in the under 40. So we take the L there and go four and two, um, up 0.7 in the NFL. It's kind of, kind of sucks. You see four and two and you know, and you barely make a unit in the NFL, but it was because we lost the one unit teaser and the one unit Chicago and hit, you know, one of two of our bets that we hit were half units. So overall great week, 11, two and one plus 6.2 units. Um, anytime we can grab six units in a week, I'm happy. We're we're, we're slow and steady wins the race here. You know, it's not uh, it's not about laying ten unit bets every other week and trying to, you know, just wow people with the bankroll. It's uh, it's the grind that we always talk about. Uh, we'll move into the all-time record recap. All plays, 537, 615, and 10. That puts us up 52.1 units. We've kind of been hovering around that 40 to 60 range now for about a month. My goal, my my hope is that by the end of the regular season, we can be in the 75-unit range uh, moving into bowl season and heavy into basketball. College football total right now is 29, 24, and 2, plus 8.6 units. NFL, a Ugly, 11, 18, and 1, minus 9.1 units. You can see where we had dialed back our units in, and really just total amounts of plays in the NFL over the last couple weeks, and it's been working. We we have a little better pulse on the college football, so we're laying it heavier there, and we're just dialing it back in the NFL to our, our really select amount of plays. Um, probably need to stay away from the teasers there. College basketball starts shortly. NBA is underway. We have not given out any plays yet in the NBA, but they are coming. And then obviously mlb baseball we have one series left the world series um future bets looking pretty sharp bama plus 190 to win the natty they do control their own destiny in the west western conference of the SEC. got a big showdown with old miss and lsu coming up um, bama's pretty much in a must-win spot though for our you know for our future um but like i said one loss six in the country they've got to still have a good opportunity to win the natty Auburn plus 140 over six and a half wins. That, to me, is probably dead. Uh, Western Kentucky should be a win. That would give them four. We would need to find three in areas that I just don't think we have. Um, You're talking about Arkansas, Mississippi State, Bama, Western Kentucky – Texas AM. You gotta win four of those. Four of the five. Ain't happening. Let's just go ahead and chalk that as an L. Kansas City nine to one with one unit on the line to win the Super Bowl. Very good shot here. We're right where we need to be. We're at top of the division. Um, that division's looking a little weaker right now as well. Um, Denver not as good as we thought they'd be. Vegas struggling. So we're just dealing with the Chargers who are also struggling. So we should be a shoe-in to make the playoffs. We should be, I would imagine, um, first or second seed when the season comes out so the only issue we might run into with that play is we might have to go on the road for the AFC championship and play Buffalo would love to get the home field there but I've been really impressed with the Chiefs and we should have a good opportunity for a nine to one payout there Jags under six wins they um they have two wins at the moment two and five two and four two and five something like that um we're in a good spot. They're better than I thought they'd be. That's where I'm a little nervous with them. I feel like they have an opportunity where they could win several games in a row. And when you're taking under six, under seven, probably under eight wins, you really just don't want any teams winning back to back weeks. And that's kind of where they've been so far, but they're better than we thought they'd be. The Steelers is the one that looks really good on that is minus 105 under seven and a half wins. We're two and five right now. And there is no sign, uh, in my opinion that the Steelers can reel out seven more wins. Um, or I'm sorry, six more wins would get them to the number. Uh, the schedule is tough. Baltimore twice, Cleveland twice, Cincy twice. Pittsburgh usually always has a tough schedule anyway. They're going to Philly this week for a out-of-conference game. That's, you know, that's a poor time to draw Philly. They're hot right now. It's in Philly, ten-and-a-half point spread. All signs should say that we're going to be two and six with that one. Um, so we got a good opportunity. I really like where we are with Kansas City and the Steelers. The Jags, that's a TBD. Bama, you know, got to win. Um, and Auburn's probably done. We will slide into our college football best bets. Um, You know, I looked at the card as I got it together. It looks a little squarish, I'm not going to lie. But when I say squarish, it's because it's all five favorites. But no one is more than a seven-point favorite when it comes to the the line. So it's not, you know, we don't have somebody in there minus 24.5, minus 32. These are all touchdown or less favorites. Loving the situational spots we're in. We'll start with Arkansas, minus 3.5 for a unit. Um, Auburn coming off a bye scares me a little, but I just don't think there's much unity in this team. Um, Over the week of the bye, there's people hitting the portal. Um, The coaches' freaking jobs definitely on the line. The defense has been solid, but not great. The worst offensive line probably in the SEC. Brand new quarterbacks who aren't that skilled and talented and not a very strong receiver core, and you've got a really good running back core. That's about what you're looking at. And I just don't think you're going to be just running down Arkansas's throat. I think we're going to be able to move the ball a little bit there, but you guys got to know if I'm betting against Auburn, you need to ride with me. Um, I know my team like the back of my hand, and this just seems like a great spot for Arkansas. I would cap this game at Arkansas minus seven. I think that would be a little more appropriate, and it would not shock me at all if Arkansas just comes in, wins a nice game, 28-21, 31-24. Um, the hook doesn't bother me really in college football, the hook to me plays a little bit less. Um, but I like KJ Jefferson and I think he's gonna, he's gonna do just enough and they're not going to win impressively, not in Jordan hair. No team really runs in there and just runs away with it. Um, often, but to me, this seems like a nice one unit play. Give me Arkansas minus three and a half. Um, one I really like right now we have a unit on it. It'll probably get upped. It might even reach the three unit you know, mini bomb there, is Syracuse minus 2.5 against Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame's offense is trash. What I watched out of Syracuse last week and the previous week or or two weeks prior with NC State is that defense is a lot better than people give it credit for. Um, They held Clemson pretty much in check. Uh, DJ Ugolali made some several – Several boo-boos that probably weren't as much to do with Syracuse, but he'd made poor decisions and Syracuse capitalized. Really where I like Syracuse, though, is on the offensive side. I think Notre Dame struggles offensively. I believe they lost to Stanford like 17 to 16. If you can only hang 16 on Stanford, um, your offense ain't very good. And I think Syracuse's defense is, if not better, um, the same as Stanford, I would I would give it the nod, but their offense is way better. I think Garrett Schrader could have a big day. I think the carrier dome is going to be jumping. Notre Dame doesn't come to Syracuse very often, so, you know, 50,000 ain't hard to sell it over there. That thing will be loud. I think uh, Syracuse is going to want to establish the ground game. Got a great running back over there, and Schrader can't jump. I mean, he just took shots all last week and kept getting back up. Don't get me wrong. I think Notre Dame is going to hang, but I think when we see the final um, – We'll take the Syracuse minus two and a half. Uh, We're also going to grab Wake Forest minus three and a half for a unit. I think, you know, when it comes to this Wake Forest team, you're looking at Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman, to me, has played, if not top three, he's a top five quarterback right now in college football. The dude has been as consistent as anyone in the country, in my opinion. And they're six and one, only lost to double overtime fifth-ranked Clemson and could have won that game very easily. And they would be, you know, fifth or sixth in the country. And I just don't think they're getting enough respect um, against Louisville. It is on the road. That is why you're not seeing six and a half, seven probably at home. But I'm going to take that. I don't think Louisville's road environment is that tough. Um, Sam Hartman should have enough in the tank to torch this Louisville defense. I see this thing being high scoring. I think Louisville's going to punch back as well. But. This is one of those ones to me where you're going to turn it on. It's going to be 7-3 to Louisville, and you're going to be like, God, oh, my God, just pump the brakes, let Sam get rolling, and we grab the cover minus three and a half there. Illinois minus seven for a half point against Nebraska. This is also on the road. Uh, Four of my five are road games this week, which I also don't love as well. But, you know, when I see a line and I like it, I'm taking it. But this is against Nebraska, and I just think Nebraska has given up. I know the interim coach has got them kind of – Worked up. But Illinois' defense has been so damn good. I just can't see a world where Nebraska hangs more than 17 points on this team. And Illinois, with Brett Bielma, has got enough of a run game to get them 24 to 31 points. So we're not talking about needing a whole lot here out of the Illini. Um, And I'm betting this game more so about Nebraska than I am even Illinois. But I think good defense travels, and Illinois has that. Probably a top 10 defense in the country right now as far as on paper. Um, so it's going to be asking a lot of Nebraska to get up and get a W here, and we're getting it right at 7. So, you know, it's 7.5 on some sites. We got it two days ago at 7. If you can get it at 7, take it there. Ole Miss minus 2.5 or a half unit is our last college football play on the best bet side. Simple as this. I am not a believer in Jimbo and Texas A&M this year. I wasn't when the season started. I didn't understand the six number six ranking. I didn't understand it when I saw him come out and lose to App State um they struggle against miami they hang with bama and i think people thought well maybe there's something there but since then it has been god awful mississippi state hammers them south carolina beats them haynes king is garba just hot garbage that's the nicest way to say it the dudes throw mechanics look awful um AM's defense isn't even that good and they've got players all over the board. You get hung 30 on by South Carolina. I think you're gonna get a pissed off Old Miss team. They pretty much, in their eyes, probably ruin their national championship bid. Even though if they were, I don't know, to maybe win out, there's a small percentage chance they can get into the playoff. But this just doesn't bode well for AM. I know AM's coming off a loss too, and this is at AM. There's significant home field advantage that comes with this, but something just doesn't seem right here with with a and I, I think I could honestly see this getting ugly. Um, like maybe they get hit early and get and it's almost give up mode. I don't think Jimbo's going to allow that. But under a field goal, coming off a loss, LSU, uh, Ole Miss team, we're going to take that for half a unit. Um, let's slide over to the NFL. As mentioned, we're going to, uh, you know, Try our best to limit the action in the NFL until it starts swinging our way. We saw a nice week last week, so we might maybe we're on our way up. We've got the Raiders minus two for a unit against New Orleans. I just don't really have a lot of faith in this New Orleans team. It is in NOLA, which is the scary side of it, but you can't—you uh, cannot expect Josh Jacobs to keep not keep this thing rolling. He has been probably the hottest running back over the last three weeks, and I just see this being a big game for him as well. Um, you know, I'm not gonna act like Derek uh Derek Carr is, you know, Joe Montana. But the Duke in game, they had a very tough start in the fact that they weren't playing poorly. They just gave up a couple leads late, and then Arizona stole one from them in their own building. So the narrative wasn't that good. The Saints to me narrative is just slow, boring. If Kamara gets going, maybe you have a shot, but that's what they'll key in on. Um to me, this just screams Las Vegas. Dome to dome move, To You know, this isn't like Derek's leaving the confines of his dome and going out to some freezing cold weather. He's going straight to another dome. Now, it's a crazy dome. The, uh, the Superdome's a tough place to play, but this just, to me, sets up really well for the Raiders. I look for the Raiders to kind of get on a run here and maybe climb back into their divisional race. We're going to take the Titans for a half unit. They've got they got the Houston Texans I think we're starting to see the Texans for what they are. It's, uh, it's a bunch of no-namers. How how nice can I say it? Damian Pierce has played really well, um, but I don't see this, being, this going well for them. You're starting to see Derrick Henry rev up a little bit. He's had over 100 yards two of the last three or four weeks. You just saw what Josh Jacobs did to the Houston Texans, and now you're getting probably the best running back in the NFL, if not top two. Got a game manager and Tannehill is, you know, not going to blow it. And we're all, we're under a field goal. I mean, unless they're trapping me here, I'm going to take the half unit on the Titans and just roll with it. We're going to take Seattle minus three for a half unit as well. This one's betting more on the fact that I think Seattle's been steady. Don't get me wrong. And Gino's been solid, but this is more about when will this Giants thing finally crash? And I just feel like it's, you know, it's it's here. Cross cross country move. They're getting Gino. I think this game will be – I don't want to say heated. I think Saquon's going to be able to get a little a little down and dirty in this as well. So you're talking Kenneth Walker versus Saquon. I'm thinking a little lower score than what most people think um, just because of the way Seattle's been moving the ball. But I think this is going to be a run game with a couple big shots downfield. Can Danny Dimes get New York to 7-1? and one? We're going to take Seattle minus the 3. Um, and yeah that's the wrap up make sure to follow me at proper pigs on twitter we will add our plays there will be more i've got five college and three nfls on the board right now and you know the guys these are free you know do with them what you will um i can say this if you're going to tell me one week you have to tell the next week if you're wanting to have the consistent profit i mean right now we're up 52 units but if you skip a week you, you know, you skip last week, you miss out on, I don't know, whatever your unit structure is. Mine would have been 680 bucks So, you know, make sure you're betting smart. Control your bankroll. Forget the late-night get-back games. Stay away from the parlays and teasers at best you can. I'm trying myself. Um, yeah, just make sure to follow me on Twitter. Hope everybody has a great week. The Proper Picks podcast will be back next Wednesday live in effect. And we out here. Later, guys. Say something good. Say something good. Oh, yeah. I Say something good. And I'll be a fool. Say nothing good. But it's done. Say something good. Say something good. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back recapping week eight in the college football world previewing week nine as well. Um, tasty little week last week. Some nice games. I think everybody, most viewed ball game for the weekend, if I saw that correct on the ratings, um, was Syracuse and Clemson. And it was well worth it. It was a heater of a game. Syracuse got off to a hot start. Everything kind of going right for them. Clemson just shooting themselves in the foot. DJ Ugalele just looked trashy um, for about two and a half quarters. They're just fumbling the ball. Dude kind of, he's just sketchy. He's a good player. He's just sketchy. They ended up throwing the backup in there in the third quarter. Um, and he didn't have to do much. The run game just kind of took over. But Clemson ekes out a win, 27-21. Um, Ohio State, slow start against Iowa, ends up turning the corner. They win 54-10. to 10. C.J. Stroud looking like C.J. Stroud. Trevion Henderson, though, that's the surprise story to me, 38 yards rushing. But, you know, it was against an Iowa defense. But he hasn't been as electric as I think people were kind of thinking he was going to be. We had a ranked matchup in Tuscaloosa, number 24, Mississippi State, with Mike Leach travels into Alabama. And it was just Mike Leach, just dumb shit the whole game. Bama wins 30-6. to Impressively, the defense was turned up to the maximum. You could kind of see this coming after what happened in the Tennessee game. Um, And unfortunately, Bama gives up a late touchdown there to give up the shutout. You could see Saban and them wanting it bad. My issue with Mississippi State is the first quarter – where if you're going to hang with a team like Alabama or Iowa State and Clemson, you kind of got to punch back. They were punching, except Leach won't take any field goals. Now, I'm not too sure about the Mississippi State kicker scenario right now, but we're talking about 25, 35, 42-yard field goals, which should be definitely in the wheelhouse of a college football kicker. And Leach, kind of like his buddy across the state, um, Lane Kiffin, they just won't kick field goals. And, you know, it's kind of a momentum shifter – when you go for it on fourth and Bama keeps getting the stops, Bama pretty much was doing whatever they wanted on offense. State hung in, you know, in portions, but overall, Bama was just too good. They uh, they bounced back strong. And probably the shocker of the week for most of the country, even though here at Proper Picks, we had LSU. LSU wins 45-20 to over Ole Miss. LSU, um, Ole Miss jumps out to a 17-3 to start. Obviously, we were a little worried about the play there. But Jaden Daniels just played. Extremely good football, had over 100 rushing, looked good through the air. And LSU sneaks now into the top 25. Uh, Kansas State TCU, you know, this was the week I think a lot of people expected uh, TCU to kind of flub it up after having three straight, you know, nice wins. They end up getting a 38-28 win over Kansas State. Kansas State, obviously not a bad team. They just did did not have the horses. To hang with TCU, UCLA goes to Oregon. Bo Nix just carves up UCLA, um, and to be honest, Oregon's run game—I mean, it, I, I'd have to pull up the number here—but I believe they were had to have been averaging seven, eight, nine yards of carry. Every—I mean, every time they they hit the hole, it was a fifteen-yard run. um Oregon has bounced back in a very strong way. UCLA's had a great season. um It was just—it was too much. Oregon forty-five, UCLA thirty. Oklahoma State, I wouldn't call this an upset, but they were a six-point dog, so yeah, I guess you could call it that. Um, but at number 11, Oklahoma State at home against Texas, and Oklahoma State gets the win 41-34. Spencer Sanders goes for almost 400 through the air against Texas. Um, this game lasted forever. I believe the first half took two and a half hours. Uh, there was no defense going in the first half. It tightened up in the second. Oklahoma State gets the big win. Wake steamrolls Boston College. Penn State steamrolls Minnesota. Minnesota kind of coming back down to life here a little bit. Cincinnati beats SMU in a tight one, 29-27. Memphis, Tulane, this game was weird. It was like 35-0 to Tulane. And then I look up later, you know, into the evening, and it's 38-28, final score against Memphis. So Tulane let them sneak back in there a little bit. Baylor puts a little, little – uh, Bowtie on Kansas. As Kansas started out the season 5-0, they are now 5-3. and I think Kansas is limping into a bye week here. So, you know, the uh, the week off should be well-deserved for them. Liberty, a seven-point dog at home against BYU and just puts the hammer on them 41-14. to Wisconsin beats Purdue. A lot of people were talking about this game. You know, Purdue's one of those just rando teams that always sneaks up and does well. Not this week uh marshall massive upset over james madison james madison's kind of been the darling um this year so far out of that conference and uh marshall just said no sir i'm gonna take it from you real quick um and notable other action texas a&m loses to south carolina funny story out of here three players suspended right before kickoff by jimbo fisher and, you know, that that happens, right? You're thinking, okay, so grades or blah, blah, blah. No, these dudes are just smoking trees in the locker room before the game. What the hell is going on in College Station? Um, I'm not going to say the dude doesn't have control of his team, but, you know, your dudes are smoking trees in the locker room before the game. Um, I can't remember what ex-player posted this on Twitter. He shared it. I believe it was a quarterback from back in the day, maybe from Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, he said, Y'all be surprised this happens more than you think. And I'm like, Jesus, well, I've never heard this story before. But man, Tex A and M, three losses in a row now. It's the first three game losing streak of Jimbo's career at AM. Um, South Carolina trending way up, I get that, but South Carolina is very average football team and tex M's hopes and dreams and all the stuff that was coming into the season, Jimbo running his mouth about Nick. I mean, if you just wanna call it karma, you can, but boy, that uh that is just not a good look for Texas a and I don't even know where to power rate them in the SEC. I think I have them like nine right now, and that might even be being generous. Uh, Central Florida, who's off to a great start this year, just gets waxed by ECU. Um, how about Missouri gets their first SEC win? It does come up, you know, versus Vanderbilt. But, you know, they get the win 17-14. to 14. Uh, Washington survives Cal 28-21 on the late night tip. And that was kind of your weekend wrap-up for you. Not a whole lot of uh, sexy games post, you know, 6 o'clock on Saturday. And we will move into week 9. Uh, It just keeps getting better and better, ladies and gentlemen. Every week we've got tasties. Uh, On Thursday night, Virginia Tech's going to go to NC State. Now, NC State without Leary, this game to me could be really interesting. Louisville, uh, I'm sorry, Louisiana at Southern Miss. Utah at Washington State. That's the game I'm going to be watching on Thursday. That should be a sneaky good ball game. We'll see if Utah can uh, keep the train rolling there. East Carolina's going to go to BYU on Friday night. And La Tech plays a lowly Florida international. Moving into Saturday, we've got some ball games. Um, Ohio State at Penn State at eleven a.m. This I don't understand it. I don't. I'm. I'm not a commissioner. I'm not a. Uh, I just pick football games. But why would you be playing your conference's biggest game of the week at eleven a.m.? They keep doing this big noon crap, and I don't know. I've never really heard a definitive reason why they do this. Is it the tradition of the Big Ten plays these games during the day? Is it? You know, they're worried that other conferences, you know, have better games in the slots, you know. I mean, in the afternoon, you've got Oklahoma State, Kansas State. You've got Florida, Georgia. I mean, nothing just jumping off the page uh, for the 230 slate. Why can't you play it then? Um, And then especially for that kind of game, Ohio State at Penn State in Death Valley beaver stadium rocking why would you not have this thing at night i mean i'm trying to look i mean i guess kentucky tennessee's at six but why would you know why would you be worried about you know sharing the i mean usc arizona is the other big time game that's even on the pac 12 i mean what's my abc game michigan state michigan really michigan gonna win by 30 meanwhile your biggest game they just they need to do something with their schedule scheduling here i just don't understand it uh that is a prime 7 o'clock kickoff. Whole country will be watching it. Puts people on display. Nobody on the West Coast is going to catch that game. That's 8 a.m. their time. I, mean, I just don't understand it. Uh, moving down, TCU is going to go to West Virginia. Could be a slip-up spot for them there. Very hard, very hard to play in Morgantown. Notre Dame at Syracuse. That's a game we're going to have an eye on um, for some gambling purposes. We'll get over that in the Best bet segment. Arkansas at Auburn. This is an interesting one to me. Four and three Arkansas, three and four Auburn. The question for me is what Auburn team is going to show up. I mean, Arkansas good win at BYU last week. KJ Jefferson seems to be getting healthier. I just wonder Arkansas and AM, especially. I just wonder how overhyped people had them. I think Kentucky is Kentucky. Kentucky would be six and one right now if Will Levis hadn't gotten hurt. They aren't going to lose to South Carolina um, with that L. You know with him being out of the game but some of these teams a and m and arkansas were just extremely overrated auburn sitting right where everybody had them which was at the bottom but i just you know this game's at jordan Hare, uh 11 a.m would worry me if, as an auburn fan just because auburn typically plays better in the afternoon at night um at home but i just i don't know i'm gonna lean arkansas the spreads three and a half so i'm gonna lean arkansas here but auburn has had arkansas's number, um, you know, but they did have Ole Miss's number as well. They had won six straight against Ole Miss. They lose. I believe they beat Arkansas six or seven years in a row. This could be the year it snaps. Um, but that'll be to me a good ball game. I, I think. Uh, I think I want to put it at like thirty-one twenty-seven Arkansas, something like that. Oklahoma at Iowa State, maybe a big game last year, not a big game this year. We're gonna lean Iowa State in that one. Uh, two of the worst teams in the country. Boston College and UConn will tee it up. No one's going to give a shit about that. Miami at Virginia. Miami better be careful. They are on a downslide. Duke just laid the hammer on them. Unbelievable. Uh, Rutgers at Minnesota. We're looking at Minnesota in that one. Florida at Georgia, your 230 CBS SEC game of the week. 22-point um, spread, though. That's the issue. Georgia should do whatever they want in this game. Rivalry game. Look-ahead spot for Georgia. Um, playing Tennessee next week. And that's the tricky part about handicapping this ball game is how do you want to lean? Do you Georgia should kill. If Georgia does, has a bye week next week or a nobody, this would be the only game on their radar. And you know how good Kirby and the coaching staff is. so They can't be looking at Tennessee quite yet, but you know that game is looming. And I just wonder, w- will Florida show up? And I feel like if Florida brings the heat, this game could remain close into the late third, early fourth, and then that spread comes into factor. It's going to be a no-touch for us. Oregon at Cal. Oregon should steamroll. Oklahoma State at Kansas State. This could be an interesting ballgame. Kansas State coming off an L to TCU. Oklahoma State, number nine in the country, coming off a win. Um, big win versus Texas. Could there be in a letdown spot there traveling, you know, to Snyder Family Stadium in Manhattan, Kansas? Uh, that's a tough one. Um I still like Oklahoma state there. Uh Wake Forest at Louisville. You know, Louisville's a tricky team. Uh started out kind of slow, they're kind of catching rhythm here, but I man, I have been over on Wake Forest so many times this year, I just don't know if I can stop. Wake Forest is just they're just they're the team for when we're talking about going drawing these numbers that are favorable against the spread. Um spread's very low. Um you know, the The quarterback, Sam Hartman's amazing. Louisville doesn't have a very good defense, uh, but Wake doesn't as either. So this could be a shootout-type game. That's probably what they're expecting. Illinois at Nebraska. We're going to lean Illinois there. Cincinnati at Central Florida. I don't even know what to think about this game because Cincinnati struggles with SMU last week, and UCF loses to ECU. That should be a heater. Missouri at South Carolina. South Carolina creeping into the top 25 for the first time all year. this game might be closer than people think. People are probably just going to see South Carolina ranked and who they you know, beat Texas A&M last week. But Missouri's got a decent team. Drinkowitz can, can coach. I I can confirm that. Um, to me, the game of the day – This, to me, is a a battle of a defense versus probably the best offense, if not the second-best offense in the country, and that is number 19, Kentucky, going in the Nylon Stadium versus number three, Tennessee. Will Kentucky be able to stifle Hendon Hooker is the question. Um, Kentucky, to me, it's not the best D. Somebody on TV last night said, Tennessee will play the best defense they've played all year. No, that was Alabama. Tennessee just had a fucking game plan for that game. Um, but Ken- Kentucky might not have the horses on O. That's what we're staring at. I believe we've got a double digit spread here. Um, so that's going to be an awesome game. Six o'clock on ESPN. USC versus Arizona should be a steamroll. Uh, Michigan State at Michigan. Whoop de doo. 22 and a half point line. Michigan should steamroll. Michigan State is awful this year. A sneaky game here. Old Miss at AM. Can AM right the ship? If they lose four in a row. I'm not saying Jimbo's getting canned, but these people are trying to find reasons and excuses to give this man $86 million for a buyout. If Ole Miss has any inkling of having an outside chance looking in at the playoff, this win has to happen. They lose this one. They're done. They would then just be hoping to get into a big bowl game. Um, And the way their season started, you would imagine – Um, This game is going to be circled on their calendar. Baylor's going to go to Texas Tech at 630. That should be a pretty nice little ball game. Pitt at UNC. UNC has crept up in the top 25. Stanford at UCLA. I'm looking for UCLA to have a big bounce back spot at home. Stanford's offense is terrible. UCLA's defense also terrible. But I think they should be able to stifle them a little bit. And, you know, if you're 11 o'clock, midnight game, depending on where you're living, you're going to get your get back special. You're going to get Wyoming at Hawaii Two of the worst teams in the country to start the season. Wyoming trending in a different direction than Hawaii. And that is your week nine in college football. When we return, we will be recapping and previewing the NFL. We've got some tasties. Fantasy football seasons are starting to line up. I don't know how y'all's teams are doing. Mine are looking okay, just okay. I believe uh, I'm in the playoffs right now in two of the three leagues. And in one league, my team is just the Bad News Bears. Uh, make sure to follow me at the Proper Picks Pod, and we'll be back shortly. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with the NFL recap and preview here at the Proper Picks Podcast. Thursday night, last week, New Orleans went to Arizona. Um, this was funny one. You've got a team in Arizona who's 0 and eight in their last home games, and then you've got Andy Dalton on the other side, quarterback for the New Orleans Saints, who is 0 and nine in primetime football. Okay, um, it was just one of those ones. We took Arizona here. I'm betting completely against Andy Dalton. And in the beginning, it was a close. It was a close game. Uh, I believe the Saints had a three point lead, and then Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton's it up back to back pick sixes. You hate to see it for the guy. Arizona gets the win. 42 to 34. Moving into Sunday, Cincinnati steamrolls Atlanta. Atlanta finally doesn't cover a spread, comes back to earth. And, guys, Joe Burrow goes for 481 yards. Uh, the dude has just hit. Um, second year, I believe he he's broke, brought in some record book with, like, Peyton Manning, uh, Dan Marino, Tom Brady, Drew Brees. I mean, he is our next guy. Uh Dallas defeats Detroit 24 to 6. This score was not as close as the game actually was. Detroit down three fumbles on the two-yard line um, in the fourth quarter to kind of give Dallas the momentum. Dallas takes it and then Detroit just fell apart. Tennessee, we have them um, for the one of the best bets. They win 19-10 to 10 over the Colts. Matt Ryan looked very average. Derrick Henry finally had him a nice little day, 128 yards. How about the Commanders? 23-21 to win over the Green Bay Packers. We've kind of alluded to that in the intro, talking about Aaron Rodgers. He seems extremely unhappy. Um, Unlike the Tampa team, I haven't seen anything out of Brady that makes it look like he's still Tom Brady. Rodgers is still running around slinging the damn ball. It's just these receivers just boneheads. Uh, O-line just boneheads. I think they've just surrounded Rodgers with nothing. Um, If he doesn't have Aaron Jones on that team – I don't know if the Packers would have won a game so far this year. Uh, Commanders down seven, um, fumbled the ball. Green Bay scores to go up 14, flag drops, game goes back to where it was, and then Commanders strike a touchdown. All the momentum shifted, and Green Bay comes away with another L and is sitting at three and four for the season. Tampa who comes into a game against a team who just traded away Christian McCaffrey, Robbie Anderson, I believe they're looking to sell D.J. Moore to somebody. I mean, they're they're dropping everybody, firing the coach. They're going to complete reload, rebuild. Let's tank for Stroud or Bryce Young or whoever the hell we want to get. And then you lose to the Panthers 21-3. to I mean, something's wrong in Tampa. Um, how quickly can they right this ship? That division in the NFC South between the Bucs, the Panthers, the Saints, and the Falcons. Worst division in football. It's not even close. Um, New York Giants keep the train rolling as they go to Jacksonville and win 23 to 17. Just seems like every week they're doing just enough to get the win, and sometimes that's all that matters. But the Giants are six and one. Um, it's buzzing right now in New York, buzzing. Uh, Cleveland and Baltimore. Baltimore gets a 23 20 lead in typical Baltimore fashion. The game's secured, done, it's theirs. And then obviously Cleveland makes a comeback. Um Baltimore just can't seem to close out ball games uh definitively uh but they do get the win there. Houston at Denver. I'm sorry, New York Jets at Denver. This one was interesting to me. This was my bet of the week on Wednesday. Um and luckily my bookie is a friend of mine and he let me cancel my three unit bet on Denver. Denver was minus one. Everything was setting up for me thinking that Denver has a bounce back game here against the Jets. Jets got to travel across the country. Russell Wilson's looked like shit. Here's a good spot for him. Kind of a get right spot against the Jets. We know Denver's defense is right. And then they announced Russell Wilson out for six weeks. So luckily my boy let me cancel the bet. Um I did have Denver in a teaser that I left because the teaser was at plus twelve and I still felt like you know, they could get the job there, uh, done there, which they did. But, you know, needless to say, Denver does not look great with Rippey in at quarterback. I don't know if they looked any worse than when Russell had been playing, but New York wins 16 to 9. And this was a heater of a game. It came all the way down to the very end. Houston um, goes to Vegas. Vegas with a monster 38 to 20 win. Josh Jacobs, huge day. He's my RB2 um in my big fantasy league had yeah, like 37 fantasy points huge week. Vegas finally gets on the right side of it. Vegas has an opportunity with the way their schedule sets up to take down three or four in a row if they so choose to. Seattle at Los Angeles. This was a game everyone and their brother bet the Chargers. We were not on either side of this one and Seattle just does not disappoint. 37 to 23. Geno and the boys. Kenneth Walker the 3rd, 168 yards rushing. This dude is off to a great rookie start. Um and depending on who you're talking to, that to me might be the rookie of the year right now in the uh, in the NFL on the offensive side of the ball. Probably the game of the day. Yeah, somewhere in that range. I'd say the game of the day. Kansas City at San Fran. Um, this was close early. San Fran was giving them everything they had but patty Mahomes just drops back for 423 yards um, and kind of just took over the ball game late second and into the second half kansas city wins 44 to 23 uh keeps their season on track pittsburgh at miami um i've watched more pittsburgh games this year we have the under season total prop bet um under seven wins i believe seven and a half wins yes seven and a half and uh they continue to two and five we are off to a great start there miami gets the win 16 to 10 uh to back i was very impressed with Tua. Uh, a lot of guys in this scenario i believe are just going to tuck tail and run um run out of bounds fall down the ground this dude was diving all over the place almost like recklessly but you know Coaching decisions at the end of this game, I do not understand. They're up 16-10 to 10 with three minutes left um, in field goal range and a chip shot field goal. It's like fourth and three, kick the field goal, go up nine. The way Pittsburgh offense was rolling, there's no way you lose there. But instead, they go for it, don't get it. Pittsburgh gets an opportunity. Pittsburgh throws a pick. And Miami goes three and out. Pittsburgh gets another opportunity. I mean, I just felt like a bonehead if I was the head coach there and lost that game. Um, but they do not. 16 to 10, Miami gets the win. Chicago at New England on Monday night. This game was weird. It was like – I couldn't tell if it was raining the whole game or if it was just like fog. But it was. It looked like just the worst weather you've ever seen. Um, Mac Jones looked awful. I mean, awful. They bring in Bailey Zappi. Um, and he – he led them down the field to two scores, but Chicago just was on fire. Justin Fields played well. The defense was just stifling New England, and Chicago gets a big win there. I don't think it means much on the layout of the league you know, for this win, but New England's certainly struggling. Bill Belichick looks extremely confused on the sideline, which is weird for him. Um, moving into this week. I do apologize about the snuffles there. I uh, still not feeling one hundo. Uh, Thursday we've got Baltimore at Tampa, struggling Tampa team, a surging Baltimore that should tell you Baltimore wins the game. Not so fast. We'll have to see on that one um, if Tampa can turn it around. We've got Denver at Jacksonville, ugly game probably ahead ahead on that slate. That's uh, eight thirty a.m. in London, so uh, luck- lucky lucky uh, English folks are going to get to watch those two. Uh, atrocious offenses go at it. Carolina at Atlanta, a little division game there. Um, what I'd probably probably lean Atlanta for the win. Uh, Chicago at Dallas. Chicago coming off a big win. Dak's back. I'm leaning Dallas there. Miami at Detroit. This could be sneaky. Um, I think Miami's defense, though, is good enough to stifle golf, and that offense will lean Miami. Arizona at Minnesota. We'll have to see. That, to me, might be one of the games of the day. Um. Vegas at New Orleans. I'm leaning Vegas in this one. New England at New York Jets. Uh, Division game here. This one uh, will have a lot on the line. New England really can't afford to lose another ball game um, like last week. Pittsburgh at Philly. This, by all accounts, should be a blowout. We'll see if this Philly team's for real. Um, You know, in the NFL, it's never easy to put away these crappy teams uh, who are fighting for their lives. Tennessee at Houston. Divisional matchup there. Washington at Indianapolis um that game should be close and you get a what should have been Carson Wentz against his old team Wentz will be out so you will not see that it's going to be Henneke versus Matt Ryan and then you get San Fran LA that's probably the game of the afternoon New York Giants at Seattle can New York keep the thing rolling I'm leaning Seattle on this one and then Green Bay at Buffalo at night this could be bad I think Aaron Rodgers alluded to it and said um He's trying to spin it for the team. This might be exactly what we needed type stuff. We're going into Buffalo next week. Everyone's wrote us off. We're going to go get exposed. That's what they're saying. But maybe we'll come in motivated. I just don't see a world where Buffalo can lose this ballgame, not with uh, the defense playing the way they are and how good their offense is. Um, That should be a weird primetime game. We'll see if the NFL, you know, hint, hint, keeps Green Bay in it. And then moving into Monday night, not exactly the sexiest matchup, but it's a division game and two teams that do not like each other in Cincinnati and Cleveland, um, the the Ohio Bowl, if you will. It's a good slate. Not a lot of massive games. We're gonna start seeing this thing pick up in November. Um, you know where these divisional races are coming onto the line. Make sure to follow me at the Proper Picks Pod. Um, We're dropping uh, live plays, card ads on Twitter. We're dropping best bets of the week on TikTok. The YouTube stream's been coming out, um, other than last week while we were sick, uh, been coming out every Wednesday, Thursday, so you can check us out there. Uh, The overall record's looking pretty solid. Football's been not massively profitable, but, you know, we're hanging in steady there. Um, And we'll be back shortly to talk best bets for the weekend.